Hey everybody, welcome to the Pondo Podcast. Uh, you are listening to the youth ministry stream of our podcast. Uh, my name is Ryan Tarkington, and today I am joined by a friend of mine, uh, the director of youth and kids at my home church at Sandals yeah. uh, Church. I'm joined by Justin Knowles. What's Justin, up? thanks so much, man. Dude. Huge fan, huge fan. It's a big deal. We've known each other for a little bit. Yeah, actually, the story goes, uh, the our first connection with Justin goes back about five years ago, I think. We came out for the summer at Pondo to, to be the band, the yeah. worship band for that summer. Justin was one of the speakers, and uh, we we hit it off with Justin. But more than anything, he we liked his tattoos. He had, he had a lot of great tattoos. Yep. And uh, we asked him some stories about them and where he got them done. And then I think the next year, you we went. I went into your parlor. I went to your tattoo parlor. Not the same guy. Same place. Same place. Though. It's, yeah. a, it's amazing. It's a really great tattoo parlor. Yeah. And um, so I got a big old buffalo on my my uh, forearm. Well, yeah. Uh, then, thanks, well, to, thanks to Justin. Then you guys, well, you, when you moved out here, you had a home church. You found a home church. I know. And yeah. then I got hired there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's now, true. And now you're volunteers in the ministry that I oversee. Yeah. Which is crazy. Absolutely. And awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And your kids are in our ministry. Abs- yeah, I know. Like, none of that was in place when we first met Justin. And now we're here, tattoos and serving in the same ministry. Yeah. So, so, so cool. Pretty dang cool. Yeah, we've been trying to set up this uh, this conversation for a while. And obviously, schedules are crazy. Uh, but we made it work. And we're here today. And uh, so, Justin, I-, I would love for you, as as I always do, um, we dive in just storytelling about experiences and where you've been. Uh, you've been at this for a long, long time, yeah, but 15 years this summer. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. That's crazy. Really crazy. Old man now. Where, where did it all begin for you? What, what led you into youth ministry at, at all? Yeah. Nutshell, nutshell story is like growing up baseball player, mm. um, major, major baseball player. That's nice. all I did. That's all I thought about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all through high school, same thing. I, I could say this now because I could barely throw a ball to the end of the room. Two surgeries now mm-hmm. on my shoulder, but I was really good. In high school, was recruited, was looking to do like full scholarship, D1, nice. whole, the whole deal. And then, um, but at the same time, still was like involved at church. My mom worked at the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I was baptized in eighth grade, but I, I really, I would say like, I really didn't become a Christian until I was a senior. Yeah. Um, post injury. So, <laughs> so in between like, you know, mom worked at the church and I was like, church was always something I did. I yeah. was like the church rat. I was dragged to church all the time. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I didn't like hate it. Uh, I served and I led a group of second graders all the way to senior year, which was like super cool. That's amazing. And so, and like with all that, as I went into like junior high, when the, those guys went into junior high, when they went to high school, both the junior high pastor and high school pastor at the church was like, dude, you're, you're supposed to do this. Like, yeah. what are you doing? I'm like, nah, just, just I like doing it, but it's not my main thing. Yeah. And um, it wasn't until my senior year or the end of my junior year, right before senior year, I got hurt. Hmm. I had my first surgery. I tried to rehab, come back, and uh, tore my labrum again. Mm. My first game back senior year. Oh. And so basically my whole identity was ripped from me because that's what I thought I was, yeah. right? And then uh, my high school pastor, it was the summer I graduated from senior year. I went to houseboat trip for summer camp. And my, my high school pastor, who did my wedding, still friends with, um, he's actually the college pastor at Saddleback Church now okay. down in Orange County. And he was like, dude, like, you're supposed to do this. Hmm. And he's like, I'm like, I don't think so, dude. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's my thing. 
And he's like, dude, after you, so go. It's like, after, I was supposed to, that summer that I graduated, I was supposed to work on the Vans Warp Tour. Remember the Vans Warp Tour? Yeah, of course. Um, what were so you going to go do? I was like, work for Vans. Oh, and so like okay. I would sell shoes and shirts to all the vans. So I did it all summer long, lived on a tour bus, all that stuff. Oh my gosh. And so, oh, it's one of the best and <laughs> craziest times ever. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, dude, when you come back, um, intern for me, tell me I'm wrong. And he Dang. wasn't wrong. Dang. And so since then, that's like, you know, 18 years old is when I kind of started the process of thinking through what ministry could look like for me. Right. And then uh, I went to APU, Zoo Specific, mm -hmm. and uh, part of my senior year, I needed an internship. I interned at, um, at a church in downtown Pomona. Mm -hmm. And so if, you, if you're a Southern California person, rough area okay and so yeah was like, I, I didn't have a reaction because i didn't know I'm yeah it's, it's like downtown pomona i think like there's you know it's it's rough okay um and so did like urban ministry in there and then when i was there the junior high pastor quit <laughs> and they put me in charge until they could find the right person <laughs> and within that process like that was kind of like my first real like like where i was i was 21 years old yeah still in school and they hired me part-time just until they found, like, as an interim guy. Mm -hmm. And in that time, led a ministry. It was probably, like, 70 junior hires. Wow. And they let me, as a 21-year-old, take, I think we took 50 middle schoolers to houseboating. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> that's great. Probably irresponsible <laughs> right. now. Like, I probably, that's just, I can't even imagine. Yeah, would you allow that on? I wouldn't allow that. <laughs> right. Like, but with arts did. crew, but they let me do it. And it yeah. was, cut my teeth real real quick right and so ever since then it's kind of been you know i got hired right after i graduated and then you know shoot that was in that was in 2008 man and so when i got like full-time vocational ministry yeah so but yeah interns started way before then crazy so that's kind of where i'm at now and then yeah worked at saddleback church down in orange county big mm -hmm. church and then worked at a church for eight years in san dimas california yeah. that's where we met when yeah. i was there right and then now i've been at sandals for three man so cool love that love, i always just love hearing the stories especially uh little details of like you being a vans rep Dude, I didn't, which i didn't know it was all my favorite bands were on tour that year i too. know of course i got to meet everybody and hang out with everybody and yeah. go to breakfast and dinner with everybody it was pretty cool that's awesome very cool uh, now you're here, uh, three years here at Sandals, which is which is even kind of crazy to think that yeah, uh, it's been it's been like that. It feels like uh, to, on from the outside, I, on the inside, I, you probably feel the same. Um, but a lot's happened within those three years. I mean, you uh, had to lead through a pandemic, like yeah. uh, so many others, and uh, all the questions that came with that. Um, one thing I love about you, uh, you're 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 obviously highly involved in encouraging youth leaders. Uh, through content that you produce, whether that be um, like DYM blog or uh, you have your own podcast, the uh, Youth Ministry Hacks podcast. And, and then you're always, uh, one thing you always do on social media is say, hey, I got time, ask questions about ministry, which, which is, uh, I think is really cool. And I imagine you get a ton of, ton of uh, feedback from that. It's so fun. Yeah. And, and then you get a lot of like crazy, probably crazy questions and stuff like that too, that you don't, you don't reply to, or maybe you do and you're, uh, it's, it's definitely a good mix between like <laughs> youth pastors and then like students. Yeah. Yeah. like so, a whole bunch of students follow too. And it's like, <laughs> right. There's a, it's a good eclectic mix. Yeah. One thing you do though is, uh, or one thing you have been doing recently, I, I guess is especially coming up on 15 years. So you're, um, probably doing a lot of, uh, 
um, introspective thoughts of like what it was like being in that 21 year old taking a bunch of junior hires mm-hmm. to a houseboats and to where you're at now. And you said uh, in a recent post that a lot of your just perspective has shifted. I think a lot of that comes with age and maturity and experience. But um, I, I like that you you kind of laid out. I'm going to let you kind of share a little bit of your thoughts on that. But a lot of your perspective was like, this is how I thought as a young, you know, youth pastor. And, and you had your mind kind of set on um, – yeah, what it would mean to just take take over the world as this this you know crazy young guy, and now it's like, here's where my heart is on things today. Mm-hmm. Share a little bit about that, just your how your perspective has shifted in the last ten to fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I know people who follow you. Obviously, they've they've probably read that post, but for those who haven't seen it, what are, what are some key things, like some key takeaways that you're like, this is what it was like then. Here's where I've learned to grow or. My yeah. heart has shifted now. For sure. I would have hated leading myself now <laughs> like as, a, <laughs> as a guy, like kind of a more veteran leader and yeah. that I work with youth pastors and kids, our kids people. Right. I mean, like, yeah, I would have been a problem, you know? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of that has shifted. I think a lot of that is like maturity. A lot of that yep. is just being in it long enough and kind of understanding the different seasons and right. under, and honestly, like God doing a lot of work on my own heart in regards to, mm. you know, if you're an Enneagram person, like I'm a high three. Mm. So yeah. super driven, uh, super goals oriented, super numbers, metrics driven, yeah. which is all not bad things. Right. Um, it is when it's your ma- main driver. Right. Um, and then, but now to be able to say, okay, well, you can't be a leader unless people want to hang out with you mm-hmm. and follow you. And so I think that I've, what I've learned and still am learning, like, how do I, how do I shift my thinking? So a couple of, of the things that I was like kind of going for, the biggest one was um, just the shift of, well, I got in the student ministry to hang out with students mm-hmm. and, but I'm more effective in ministry when I hang out with leaders. Mm. And so that's a huge one. Obviously, if you're in youth ministry, like yeah. you want to hang out with students. I'm not saying you shouldn't. Right. <laughs> um, you know, anytime anyone wants to, I think it's less and less now, at least in my current role, mm-hmm. um, because it literally is, I hang out with all leaders yeah. right now. Um, but it's like, hey, if a student hangs out, well, ask you to hang out 100%. Right. But m- I'm more effective in my leadership when I hang out with our people mm. who hang out with students. Right. And those are my favorite people anyways. Yeah. It's, and that's what I, I kind of learned over time is like the more time that I could spend with our leaders and investing to them, yeah. the more effective I'll be in youth ministry and have a more life change that comes from that because our yeah. leaders know what's going on. Do you feel like that is because the position that you are in here at Sandals, yeah. um, just leading in all areas, youth and kids, and obviously there's a huge pool of, of volunteers and team and lead uh, you know, uh, members of these campuses. And so that's obviously a huge focus of yours. But with, with that mindset, does that still work for like um, someone who is like, the only youth guy on staff. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, and has the smaller group. Like, how, does that still work? Oh yeah, and that's what I tell our our youth people, even at some of our smaller campuses, mm. right? Like they, cool. Yeah, you have the ability to maybe hang out with every student and right. have a, a a good relationship with everybody, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't, you know, that you should. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think that we have to move past the idea that we could be best friends with every student mm. and allow student like allow leaders to invest into students. Yeah. Because you I think once you get to past like thirty, right? That's still that's still right. a small group, could be a big group to some, but like right. I think once you get past that point, it's like impossible to hold like to keep up with everybody. Yeah. And you need to have leaders. And mm -hmm. so even the way that we're structured here is like, you should have coaches. Mm -hmm. And so you as a lead, you should pour into your coaches and then your coaches pour into the people under them. Yeah. yeah. And so, and it doesn't really matter what size you are. Right. I think that that's how you multiply yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who am I? Right. Let's throw a little Jesus juke in there <laughs> is Jesus had 12 disciples. Yeah. I am not better than Jesus <laughs> right. in, in who I could effectively pour into. Yeah. And so, when I look at how he did it and then how he sent out his people and they were so more, much more effective that mm -hmm. way is it's kind of the same thing. I think when it goes to how we lead mm -hmm. is you can't effectively pour into more than 12 people. Right. Right. Yeah. And so it's the same, same deal. So anyone listening would be like, Hey, if you're, if you don't have someone who's helping you like really reach students and disciple students maybe mm -hmm. you're a guy maybe it's, you're small like you're at a level now where you're the guy person and you have you should coach up a girl's person mm -hmm. so that way you can make an individual right. you know discipleship masks right yeah, yeah. and so and as you continue to grow that's the other thing right like the whole everybody wants to grow yeah yeah and so as you grow it's way better to set up that system now while you're small yeah so that way you could sustain the growth that you get yeah later yeah so that's one of them that's one of the shifts right um, yeah. in, in that setting for sure. Are there any other others that just jump out to you immediately? I know again, you had a whole list. Yeah. Of things and the other one was just like thinking that I needed to be the guy on stage all the time. Mm. Um, I think everybody wants a stage because it's sexy yeah. and the lights right. and the, you know, and the, the microphone, there's something about it. Right. And obviously I have a passion to teach and to, to share, but what I've learned more is that, at least we're talking with some of our, our own team and just other youth pastors in general, mm -hmm. is that God usually bring pulls you up to a platform and we are not to reach up to climb up to the platform. Mm -hmm. Right. And so and that's just something as a young as a younger leader that I was like always reaching and asking for like the next thing. And I realized more so that God blesses me more mm. when and he pulls me up to thought like places that I never thought I would ever teach at. Right that he asked me to be a part, like I was asked to be a part of those things because yeah. I killed it in my area. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I was focused on the ministry in right. front of me and then people either noticed, um, and honestly just don't be a jerk too. Yeah. I think that's the other part. People want to work with people who they like yeah, um, <laughs> and they will recommend other people that right. they like. And so that was like, that's like the other one that stood out to me in that, in that particular post that you're mentioning right. of like, I used to think it was like all about this, but for me now it's more about like developing and challenging people yeah. and our teams to make a better environment for students to be in. Yeah, I love that. One thought that came up as you were talking about the uh, the stage and not necessarily needing to be that, you know, the face of the group or mm -hmm. the face of the ministry. What do you look for? How do you identify other leaders or other people who can step into those roles? Like, do you have kind of a... a is it just a feel for them? Like, or is it something you see like a faithfulness in them? Or mm. what do you, what do you see in maybe some leaders that you allow them the opportunity to step into those roles to be more, you know, more present on the stage or more, or the teachers of, yeah. of your crew? Of like, our, yeah. Wednesday nights. Yeah, yeah. I think like, at least for us. And if I were to ask anyone, like for, we just had our big youth conference, mm -hmm. you know, this last weekend, 
of the of when we're recording this and the people that I'm looking for the stage is like, man, are they humble? Okay. Yep. Um, do they, anytime that I feel like there's some sort of entitlement or like, I feel like I need to be up here. I'm like, nah, dude, okay. like you're, you're gone. Like it's <laughs> yeah. like almost an automatic. No. And to the point where I, I've had random people now that the conference has grown, mm-hmm. be like, Hey, can I like, what would it look like? I'm like, Nah, man. If you ask for it, it's not automatic. No. Okay. I think that's that's my rule. That might be way harsh. Yeah, yeah. But like for me, it's like, dude, if you ask for the stage, you don't get the stage. Gotcha. Um, you get called up to the stage. Yeah. And and I think that if you do well in your area, you know, you know, even within our own leads here, they have a once a month they teach live because we're video based, mm-hmm. like video teaching. Yeah. And so they teach once a month live, and we ask them to, re- to record it and put it in the drive. And if you don't. I mean, it's, to me, it's like you're not uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're not serious about it, right? Right. And so, um, yeah. So we'll we'll do that. I think too. The other part is like, you just got to be a master of your craft. If you're, you can't expect to ask people to come teach, like have you come do something if you're not good at what you do. Right. And so that, and I feel like there's a a fine line between like self promotion, right? Because there's stuff that I post online because it's teaching on the. Like it's for our students or for our ministry mm-hmm. that we're trying to like, hey, this is a, a point from last week versus, hey, everybody, look at this awesome point that I taught. Right. And here's what I want. Right. Here's what I want to like <laughs> right, navigate. Right. So there's a, there's a fine line between those two things yeah. for sure. So uh, speaking of youth conference, uh, just to transition out of uh, something you just mentioned there, you guys put on uh, your annual, I guess, annual event now. Yeah, third year. Third year, and a big event, uh, I believe, with students and leaders, and had over a 1,000 there represented from all the Sandals campuses, which is just so cool, and um, and uh, saw lots of uh, lots of the content on social media. It look, just looked like a, an amazing time. Great time. Super tired. Still recovering. <laughs> You're still <Yeah>. getting this, <laughs> still recovering from it. What are some of the wins from, from uh, that event? Yeah, I think one of the big, the biggest ones was obviously that we had, like, I think we had 41 first time decisions. So cool. 167, like, kind of come back to Jesus. Right. Had, and I think between the other two, it was uh, joint teams and more informed group, it's like 60 people. Yeah. And so that's a big win, right? Yeah, so absolutely. even if one kid were to come back to Jesus or come to Jesus, it's a, it's a win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's a, that's a, a huge win. The other one is just, it's only two times a year that all of our campuses come together. Right. That and summer camp. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just fun to see everybody and it's fun to see and remind our youth to like, Hey, on Wednesday nights, you're part of something way bigger than what's happening at your specific campus. Right. Like there's every Wednesday night, there's, 13 other places yeah, yeah. that are watching the same message, going through the same questions, yeah. you know, being in community. And so I, I think that's always a huge win. Yeah. Um, and it just looked really good. I'm really proud of our team. Like <laughs> right. it, it was like our best, oh, yeah. like top notch from, from worship to messages to, right. to speakers. And I would say that anytime that you have your lead pastor come yeah. and be a part of the night and answer questions like from stage is a huge deal. Did, did, uh, so Pastor Matt came and did like a Q&A panel? Or yeah, so we had like, we just took questions from the audience. So we, yeah, students would text in questions. Oh, goodness. And then we'd have someone in the back kind of filtering them yeah. and then they put it to us. <laughs> yeah. And so Pastor Matt and then our speaker who was D.A. Horton. He's okay. From a, he's a professor at CBU. Yeah. And they they would go back and forth and answer students' questions. Nice. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a win. I, I, have, I have noticed, maybe I'm wrong in this, it's kind of morphed over the last couple of years, right? Are you trying to find your sweet spot with it? Because I feel like the first year y'all had it was like multiple nights or yeah. multiple days. What's kind of your your thought process with that? Just yeah. trying to find. 
I want to do multiple days, okay. but, but my team was like, dude, no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's, it's too, too much. much. Um, especially because yeah. it was like, we it was get on a bus every night, yeah. drive to here, and then come back. There is a lot of the people coming from the outside yeah. or other campuses, logistical like things they have to well, do. Well, once we launched Fresno, that kind of put a stake in it because having them do it three days in a row during school nights is kind of not possible. Right. And so now we kind of moved to one day, which I feel good about that. Yeah. I think we, we squeezed two sessions into it so it feels like there's a lot there. Yeah, yeah. And then the after party is the fun part. So I think yeah. – I think where we're landing is a, a one-day thing. It'll probably next year be at the end of February okay. instead of it was originally supposed to happen at the end of January. Right, right. We'll probably push it back a month just to kind of allow us a little bit of a longer on-ramp. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good like, you know, our goal from what we call our network team uh-huh. is when we do event like that YouthCon and then when we do summer camp is. How can we provide an opportunity for our youth pastors mm-hmm. to just be with their students where they're not planning something? They're yep. not involved in the process. Like they're involved in the process, but they're not like responsible for anything right. besides cleanup. Yeah. But then they could like <laughs> attend the event with their students yeah. and leaders. That's, I love that. That's our goal. Yeah. Very cool. What are, what are some of the, like, for such a big event, what are, did y'all face any like major hurdles? I mean, I know you talked about having to, to push it back. Mm-hmm. Um, a little little later than what you had originally planned and that may not have, that may work may have worked out better for you i don't know yeah i uh, like it better just there there's a couple like uh um uh, winter formals yeah the night of that so i think we missed out on a, okay. a pretty big chunk of students but we couldn't yeah. do anything about it yeah yeah um but no i think no this year we didn't have any major hiccups besides like covid being a thing yeah right <laughs> that's like right when the spike was happening yeah like in after christmas this year right and so but yeah this year was like the smoothest that we've able to do it like registration was n- like there wasn't a huge line like we've normally yeah. had yeah uh food was good all like the after party stuff that we had was like yeah. on time and ready to go yeah. and you know students loved it no one died right you know so like that's that's all big wins yeah there i think um you know we had a student uh or well, we found a uh a pentagram oh. um on the changing table in the women's bathroom i didn't find it obviously someone else found right. it. showed me a picture as a pentagram, and it said, "Play sacrifice here." Oh my goodness! And to be honest with you, I'm not even mad. That's just funny. I just want to know who that kid is, <laughs> right. and just be like, "Dude, that's hilarious." Right. Let's get you doing something else. You know oh, what I mean? Man. And so, other than that, like we had a, like vaping in the bathroom. You know, it's an outreach event, so yeah. like we're gonna have some of that stuff. Right. So those are the right kind of kids you want. Yeah. And so I would say like this year for us, there's no major like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is a huge mistake. Yeah. Which is the first time out of the last three years. It's the first year that we were like, oh, yeah, okay. I feel well, like this is finally, good. Yeah, getting a rhythm we, for yeah, it. Yeah, we got our all of our ducks in a row. How, how involved, I mean, are you like fully involved in the planning and execution of it? Or do you have quite a, quite a team that puts it I, all together? So I'm the, like, I'll take ownership of the program okay. aspect of it, like the sessions. Mm-hmm. And I'll speak into like the after party stuff. Right thankful for a great crew who loves spreadsheets and budgets and all that stuff because <laughs> right. that is not my thing. <laughs> right. They 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 take it and run it. Uh, Bell in particular is um, on our team and I kind of say we make a great team because I think huge mm-hmm. and and then she'll like she's a logistics person and mm-hmm. she'll like I'm like I like that you make 
I'm the A to Z person and you're the B to Y person. Wow. Yeah. And and so like as long as we could go there and then she'll come up with another plan and then I'll throw yeah. a wrench in it and then ask her to do something else, like kind of add something into the plan and then she'll like, okay, cool, I'll figure it out. And <laughs> yeah. so it's a good it's a good yeah. like mixture between that. I love that. Yeah. So cool. Uh, there's there's good candor. I think that's if we're to like pull a leadership lesson out of there. Yeah. The candor of our team is really good. Of like, here's what I want. Here's what I expect. Yeah, yeah. And then she could feel comfortable enough to say, actually, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> You're right. Like push back and to be and not and not have me be super defensive. Yeah. Um. And same with her. Just like, hey, this is not where I want. I need it to be this. And then she goes, okay, cool. And then, so the the banter back and forth. You know, where I think most people feel. Yeah. Especially in event planning, or like if there's certain expectations, mm-hmm. if that if the candor is not set in your mm-hmm. culture, feedback could feel super intimidating, and you could either feel like you didn't perform well or whatever. But it's like no, no, we're all on the same team. We're all trying to make this better. Yeah, I, I I'm really confident in some areas where I'm like no, 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 this is not up to par. Yeah, we need to hit this. And right. then it's same with her. She's like, Justin, that is not possible. <laughs> okay. And, and yeah. like, okay, cool. I love, you know your I love that she has the freedom to come back at you and yeah. just be like, uh-uh, it ain't happening. Um, that's so cool. Again, transition. You set this up so, so nicely. Um, you talk about candor amongst your team. And, and uh, I know uh, at Pondo we're planning a youth leaders retreat mm-hmm. uh, at the end of April. You should come. And everyone should come. If you're listening to this, you should be registered like yesterday. But yeah. if not, then you can register today. Um, but Justin is going to be joining us for that. And um, I just love Justin's heart and um, and and just the proof of, of uh, his ministry. And uh, he's going to come in as a keynote speaker, and he's going to do a breakout session on candor, candor mm-hmm. amongst the team and um, how valuable and important that is uh, to be able to speak speak to each other openly and honestly and have the, um, you know, have the, the two sided, like, Hey, let's dream together and then let's be real together Mm -hmm. and bring it all together. Um, so, so I love that. So if you're listening, um, outside of the fact that we're going to have Justin there as a keynote and, and then, uh, we'll have a couple of breakout sessions. Um, Justin, again, part of that. And then uh, a buddy of mine, RJ, is going to talk about uh, student leadership and just the value of, of uh, bringing your students, um, raising them up to be leaders amongst your, amongst your team. And uh, we'll have some other great stuff. But, Justin, why would, why would it be valuable for uh, a, a group to bring like their team to something like this? Yeah, I think that for a lot of youth pastors, the only time that you get to hang out with your students <laughs> or like with your leaders is on Wednesday nights or Sundays. Right. And the value of going outside of just like camp. Yeah. You know, that there's value in coming outside of your normal routines and spending mm-hmm. time together with people, yeah. especially people that you serve alongside with and pour into. And for, for you as a youth pastor, if you're listening, where you're not the one doing the pouring into, but you're more facilitating conversations and allowing mm-hmm. other people to pour into you and your team. Mm-hmm. And so you could not worry about planning and or executing or organizing. It's just you're showing up and to be a part of it. Yeah. I think that's one of the most valuable things yeah. that you could do as a leader is to be poured into as together as a team. Yeah. Uh, because if, you, if you've been to a conference or anything like that or a retreat with your volunteers and or staff, mm-hmm. what happens? You automatically come back like feeling like 
pumped, energized. Yeah. There's fun and community that happens. Right. You guys are way more bonded than you ever have been before. Right. And the the benefits of that are ginormous. Like it's it's it is next level. There's something that happens just like at summer camp. There's something that happens yeah. there at with a leader retreat that God does and refreshes some people's maybe uh they're tired or exhausted yep. or they're busy and yep. they could come back and be like, okay, I'm ready to go for this next season. Mm-hmm. And that you could, you know, as a youth leader, be facilitate conversations of growth amongst your leaders. I think it's one of the most important things that you could do yeah. anyways. And so I highly recommend it. I love that. And I know, I know a big heart for, uh, for us is, you know, listen. If it, if if for whatever reason, just you can come as a as the main youth pastor or youth leader, then come. There'll be something for you as well. But we're we're really trying to encourage you to bring your teams along because for that very reason that Justin talked about is like, yeah, they don't. You a lot of times you don't get much time with them outside of like doing the ministry, like mm-hmm. actually performing or actually you know I don't know if performing is the right word, but just. Um, just working together and, and you're pull. on the tre- you're in the valley in the trenches together. <laughs> yes, and so it's nice to pull your head out a little bit and yeah. and to have a little bit of fun. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we're gonna open up some some. We will have some practical like teaching and some of those times. But we're we're just opening up our campus um, for yeah just to have fun, just mm-hmm. to laugh. Uh, we'll have some late night stuff just you know geared towards you know youth leaders and um, that'll be a lot of fun and. And and then if you want to just come up and like nap for most of the afternoon, if you just need a good old Amen. nap, yeah, we'll provide that space for you to just get, just come up and have a nap. Um, but but more importantly, we we're gonna have an intentional time with you and your team, um, just to talk and pray together and laugh together and dream together and and the whole thing. So uh, only ninety nine dollars too for that entire weekend, which yeah. is like pretty absurd for. Uh, for the lodging and meals and the the content that yeah, you guys are for sure losing money on. Yeah, that. we will be yeah. losing money, <laughs> but uh, hopefully we'll be um, hopefully we'll be just encouraging you guys as leaders who come. Uh, we're gonna send you back, maybe feeling rested and motivated and ready for the next season uh, of of life. Uh, Justin, man, uh, I I love uh, our conversation. I love where uh, how you lead and what you're doing here with sandals. And for those 15 years of ministry, you've obviously learned a lot along the way, and you've already shared some perspective on where things have shifted for you. But right now, like in, in the time that we are living, um, a lot of youth pastors um, can just use encouraging words, mm-hmm. um, how, to, how to keep pushing forward uh, in the midst of, of, of I, I think youth ministry is one of the like, most beautiful things and the, the hardest things. And it's like, I always say this, there's like always like a lot of laughter and a lot of tears and it's like everything in between. Um, if you could just offer up as we close, just some words of encouragement to, uh, to the men and women who are just like in the trenches and valleys right now uh, of youth ministry, what is, what is something that's been on your heart um, that yeah. you could, you could, you could kind of share with them? Yeah, I think, I don't know if this is an encouragement, so maybe this is not the right answer to this, but I think it's more of a challenge. Okay. I think it's kind of, because it's just been something I feel that I get hit up all the time about this particular thing. Okay. Yep. That I'm like, okay, hey, if we could get this, like if youth leaders and pastors could get this, this mm. is just way, it's going to help you because mm-hmm. it's helped me because I sucked at it. <laughs> um, and that's just the, the idea of like having the challenge of, don't take work home. Mm. 
I think, and that's just that's a high three again. I'm I'm borderline workaholic, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's my mentality. I'm a driver. I'm like I there's always stuff to do, and that's that's the the realization for me, has been like there's always ministry's always coming. So Wednesday's always coming. Mm-hmm. Sunday's always coming. It's never stopping. Yeah. People always need people are needy. People are messy, and what I found myself doing all the time was like I'd come go home and then I'd continue to work because I think I need to finish this email or do whatever. Mm-hmm. And looking back on it is what, what happened in the realization I had to face was I just suck at time management. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's it. Right. And so I, I got really focused on being focused yeah. <laughs> uh, while at work Love that. to where, where I think if my wife was sitting next to you, me right now mm-hmm. and answer this question, she would say, yeah, you've done a, a heck of a lot better yeah. over the last four years to be home when you're home. Right. Like, does that mean I don't work at home ever? No, right. I think, but I do it now when the kids go to bed, but even just like going practical stuff of like, if you're looking for like resources, right? Like, uh, read the book, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John mm-hmm. Mark Homer destroyed me. Um, destroyed me in all the best ways. And I read it twice because I hurried through the first one, which is the opposite of what what the whole book is about, right? And so, but there's some really good practical stuff that I pulled from there of like, don't, like some practical, it's like, he calls it the art of slowing. Uh. And so like, don't, I don't have any work stuff on my phone. Mm. I don't have Slack or email. I don't have anything that like is work related on my phone. It's all on my computer only. Wow. Um, and that's like a huge practical w- part of like this next season, which five years ago would have laughed in your face. Right. right? Yeah. Um, it's and it too just being super efficient with my time while at work. Like I I do a lot of working lunches. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of time where I'm just chilling and hanging out and like, mm-hmm. hey everybody, you know, like that's yeah. I'm like I know I'm planned out in my day and there's a, a, a resource on DYM download youth ministry it's yeah. free okay um it's called the roles and goals worksheets by doug fields okay. who's like the guru of all yeah, youth ministry of course and it's free and i'm telling you and I, I i literally just had a conversation with a team member yesterday who is struggling with time management of like i got all these things to do but i don't feel like i have enough time in my day i'm like well how do, how's your time management skills and she's mm-hmm. like i could use some work i'm like okay do this for two months as is yeah and tell me you're not more efficient and then you can make adjustments afterwards, but like do it as is. Mm. And it, it was a game changer for me. Wow. Um, of like how is that I, what you did? Is that what, that's what is I did. that what kind of sets you in motion for all that? Oh yeah, like okay. it kind of just made me like it, it tells you like list out your week, what you need to work on that week, what assignments need to get done, what like who you need to contact, what meetings you have, and it lays it out like hour by hour, thirty wow. minute by thirty minute block. Wow. And it, a lot of homework on the front end. Some of the, my our youth leads are like, dude, this sucks, but also it's good. Um, because I have them send me their schedules and say, okay, is this good? Like, are you being efficient with your time mm. with all the stuff that you got going on? Mm-hmm. And so all that to say is I think the encouragement slash challenge is ministry is always going to happen. Yeah. Your, your home life, if you have a family, that's your ministry. Yeah your first ministry. And yeah. so I don't want my kids to hate what I do <laughs> because I'm working all the time. Yeah. And so like I, I'm to the point now, like my son's in baseball Yeah. and I've haven't yet missed a game. 
Love it. Because I, I've worked my way around to get all my ish done, <laughs> but also at the same time, yeah. like I could be there and it'd be, I've planned out my time yeah. and I'm efficient with what I do. Love and that. so that's my challenge slash encouragement would be like, Hey, what does your time management look like in the season? Uh, and the mm. last thing that I'll say is that, cause I, I've heard this over and over again with our own team is like, Oh, it's a busy season. It's a busy season. Okay. Yeah. But seasons end. Mm. Seasons are supposed to end yeah. and then a new season starts. Right. If a season doesn't end, it's a habit. Yeah. And so I just want to make sure like, Hey, so when you, when's your season going to be over? You know, <laughs> yeah. like what are you being intentional with that season and when are you going to readjust and kind of recalibrate? Wow. So that's kind of, no, that's so good. I, I, that is an encouragement. I, I, I think that because the encouragement comes from getting, getting people who are listening to this and even all, all of us, there because what what does that do that just frees you up so much mm-hmm. um for like you said most of the people that are listening to this i a lot of you guys do have families and you have have that and right, that's kind of an, an age-old issue that has happened and surfaced throughout the years of of youth ministry and and just um pastoral ministry in general is, is such a focus on the ministry and the work of the church and to do that and you're just not present. It's like, even, even when you're home, you're not, you're not fully there because you're thinking about all the other things. Well, just think about even on a Wednesday night, right? Like Mm -hmm. you, if you're the youth pastor at your church, right? The best thing that you could do is to be available. Mm -hmm. And most of the times we're so head down and trying to figure out all the stuff that need to happen because we weren't efficient throughout our week to prep and to do all of our stuff is that, your your students kind of get shafted a little bit because you're not fully there. Yeah. And the best way that you could wow. minister to your your people is to be. Yeah. And and that comes with a lot of work and efficiency. Right. Of making sure that you have everything before the night actually happens. Yeah. And so and again, I'm not perfect at this. Like I'm still constantly, actively, adjusting and right. changing and. Yeah. And figuring out what is working for me in the season, <laughs> right? Yeah. And but I can tell you that it, I have been, you know, I I do I oversee you know the youth youth teams, the kids teams, the mm-hmm. kids creative team, have a podcast, speak at a whole bunch <laughs> of different things, yeah. and you know, have a family, and people go, I honestly ask me all the time, hey, how do you you do a lot of things? How right. do you do all that stuff? And my answer is, I'm just really good with my time. Mm. And so right. the effectiveness is just way, way more in that setting. Yeah. Love that. Uh, yeah. Hopefully that you guys take that challenge um, well. And, and I, I think it is an encouraging thing to, to find yourself actually living that out, making yourself more available. I love that you even reframed it, too. It's, it's not just being present for your family. It's being present for everybody. It's being uh, and whenever we're, we're, we're good with our time, able to take care of the, the things that we need to, it just frees us up to just, just love people and, and be relational with people. Mm-hmm. And that's the ultimate goal uh, at the end of the day. Justin, thanks so much, man. This has been so fun. Um, awesome. So looking forward to you coming up in uh, April to hang out with us uh, at, the, Sign at up. the camp. Sign up. Sign up, everybody. Yes. Come on. Come join us. And, uh, and again, shout out to uh, Justin's podcast. 
You want any plugs you want to you, you yeah. want to share? Anything coming up on those that you uh, excited about? No, I just youth ministry hacks is the is the podcast. Yeah. It's just me and my friend Sean. We hang out and we just talk ministry. Just yeah. stuff that we talk. We're both friends. Yeah. And we this is stuff that if we were hanging out in a jacuzzi together, <laughs> this is stuff that we would talk about anyways. Do y'all ever record in a jacuzzi? No, that might be a good just, little that's just dangerous. Okay, yeah. okay, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just that podcast, and you know, if you want to connect, the best way to do it would be uh, Instagram, Justin Mills mm-hmm. Three. Yeah. I hit people slide into the DMs all the time, <laughs> yeah. and so would love to answer any clarifying things or just connect there. It's the best way. Yeah, love that. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to uh, another episode of the Pondo Podcast. We will be back uh, next month with a new guest. Thanks so much. We love you guys. Bye. See ya.